You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. I'm Karen Gibas along with my co-host, Jacques Daniel. And we are here at the Mustard Seeds new location in the Chancery Building on Main Street in Rapid City. It's a beautiful space. I'm uh, I'm looking around. It's a very tempting place to be. There's lots of books that <laughs> I don't own. I know. I know. I was I as I was setting up this morning. I was walking around going, I don't need anything, but I need something. I don't know what I need, but but something is beckoning me. Mm-hmm. And I bought a two dollar rosary book. I mean, really, this is not this is not what I should do. I should be like dropping get started. Fifty bucks just in gratefulness for. For Marsha and Angela for always hosting us. And, and I do have to just say also, I mean, both mustard seed locations, the one in Sioux Falls, Linda, and, and here in Rapid City, they are just phenomenal at letting us come and invade their <laughs> space and show up early and open the doors well before actual business hours. <laughs> so thank you, ladies. <laughs> uh, so, well, our guest, our next guest is late. So... We are going to just wing it. (laughs) So, Jacques, let's talk. Uh, You know what? Actually, this would be a really good mm -hmm. time. Let's talk about ways that your family um, gets out into the community. I know you guys are part of a couple of different groups. Um, And and because I think it's important, a large family, um, we both have large families. Um, We both have very supportive spouses um, to to um, fulfill the mission that God has handed us in our individual realm of, of expertise or lack thereof in my case. Um, but reaching out, being, being um, a large family and going out into the community, we touch a lot of souls and, and show Christ to, to the community. So how are some ways that your family just does that? Yeah, the joke in our house when coronavirus hit, you know, everyone was saying we homeschool our family. And so Everyone was saying, well, you guys were kind of used to this. And it, and it turns out that we, although we homeschool, the joke amongst homeschoolers, of course, is that we're never home. And so yeah. um, there is a lot that we do outside of that. And and, uh, and so um, last night, for example, we um, were members of the Federation of North American Explorers, the FNE for short, uh, which is a Catholic youth scouting movement. Um, and it's uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movement, and last night was one of our come and see nights, and so we had a few new families, oh, nice. which was great to see. And uh, I'm just always, you know, it ends up being a long day, you know, evenings like that where you rush through dinner and you um, and you show up, but it's just always so energizing to be among other Catholics and to, you know, we ended the night celebrating Mary's birthday and and really praying for. Bishop Peter and for our priest, for Father Mike, and uh, said a, a rosary in the in the main church. It was kind of dark, and the Aww. icon was lit, and uh, and uh, just to hear you know fifty, sixty voices, young voices singing the Salve Regina. It the was just, future of the church, right yeah, there. It was just so yeah. beautiful, and uh, so that's one of the ways that we get out of the house and we uh, and we encounter other people and we grow in virtue and faith and. Uh, and that's an exciting and just, and, opportunity and for us. Be one of those diamonds that that reflect back God's light, you know, the to to the world. Now you um 
in in your youth ministry um, obligations to the diocese, you um, you probably get a lot of practice at home with with your children. <laughs> do do you find that because you now, I mean, you kind of alluded to this because you now have um, children who are in high school who are on the verge of of leaving the nest and making their own way in the world. Has that really changed you? for the better in, in reaching other youth, being able to relate to them in a way that maybe you didn't have even just a handful of years ago? Yeah, I think so. And even uh, just in the way that I relate, you know, a big part of my job is relating to youth ministers and helping them as they prepare to encounter youth. And, and uh, yeah, just being more attentive to the, not only the interaction that the family plays in the life of a young person, you know, yeah. just as a father now and uh, as a youth minister, I was always sort of, I thought about myself first as a youth minister as kind of the primary yeah. person at reaching out to young people. But now as a dad scene, you know, there, there's a, they have family and, and, uh, and that's an important, not only, uh, not only important, but a foundational part of who they are. Well, now we have our guest now, Brett. Thanks be to God. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so we don't Hi. we don't we don't have to wing it anymore. <laughs> Good we, morning, Brett. We are joined um, via the phone with Brett Eckert, and he's the director of evangelization here at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City. Brett, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk with us. Can you share just a little bit about yourself for our listeners? Um, yeah, so my name is Brett Eckert. Um, I grew up in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. Um, I ended up then uh, disappearing, and I went up to North Dakota for school. Uh, went to the University of Mary, and while I was there, I met my wife, uh, and I got my degree in teaching. So I taught for 11 years, and then I jokingly tell people that God said I needed to take a sabbatical for a year, and then all of a sudden I uh, moved back down to where I was from, and uh, now we're living in, in the Black Hills again. We've got uh, four kiddos, ranging from the ages of seven down to six months. Amazing. Brett, your title is Director of Evangelization, so you clearly are passionate about evangelization Maybe share with us and our listeners, what is your favorite part of your job? I would have to say uh, the favorite part of my job is seeing people encounter Jesus Christ. Um, When people's lives are changed, uh, when people truly encounter him and to develop a relationship with him, uh, seeing that and and how it helps them get through uh, the struggles in their lives, the, the highs, the lows, um, always having that relationship with Christ is just beautiful to see, um, because that's exactly why we fall in love ourselves. Is uh, Jesus and, and our Lord and Savior has helped me through a lot of uh, pretty difficult times in in my life and with my marriage and uh, with just events that happen. So when you see other people uh, have that same encounter with Him and development of that relationship, it's just there's nothing that compares. It's a beautiful thing. That's absolutely beautiful. Um, I think that um, obviously God has a purpose and a plan for you being where you are today. Uh, Can you maybe, I mean, he's obviously brought you to this place to evangelize others, but can you talk about the importance how each of us as Catholics, we have this call to evangelize as well. It's not just directors of 
of the cathedral's program or the director of the, you know, whichever parish you're part of, but we each individually have this call. I mean, yeah, that, um, it's fulfilling the Great Commission. Um, that God says, uh, Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples. Um, and that's really what he is asking us to do. Um, that once we've encountered him, we are called, every single one of us, to go and tell the good news to the world, um, to help others come into relationship with him. Um, I know, as you said so many times, uh, a lot of people think, well, maybe that's the director's job or that's the priest's job, but the reality is, is Jesus wants us to all bring bring the kingdom and the kingdom virtues and the kingdom lifestyle um, to to the to the circle of influence that we have to those people in our lives. Um, so yeah, it's fulfilling of the Great Commission and doing just what God told us to do. Well, I think um, you having this um, this passion, as Jacques was saying, this that um, for for this particular part of our faith, what does that look like, realistically, um, a day-to-day, what does that look like for for you as director at the cathedral? Um, so a lot of my job really entails helping parishioners become comfortable and uh, willing to go out and evangelize. I think so many times uh, a lot of people think of evangelization and they think that people are standing on sidewalks and They've got a Bible in hand and quoting scripture, and um, and that is a form of evangelization. But evangelization, uh, to me, is really just helping people understand, like, it's not as hard as we're thinking. We probably uh, overcomplicate it fairly regularly. Um, and helping our parishioners and kind of have a culture uh, of invitation, a culture of evangelization, where everyone feels that they're able to go do it. So providing a lot of opportunities for um, our parishioners to be able to evangelize, uh, also helping just to build them up in their own relationship with Jesus. Uh, so the more that we are in tune to Christ and the more that we're in love with Him, the easier it is to tell people about Him. I mean, uh, sometimes you'll hear the analogies of it's kind of like a, a good restaurant. You go to a good restaurant um, you're not going to keep it to yourself. What do you do? You go tell everybody about it. You say, hey, I just went to this great restaurant. Uh, and that's exactly the same thing in regards to our relationship with Jesus, that um, helping people just understand, like, just to be yourself. Be yourself, be honest, be open, and just share your experience and how God has influenced you. Uh, so that's what we do a lot here at the cathedral is, is really helping people see that it's not overly complicated, that just let the love of Christ shine through you and go, and uh, the Lord does most of the work himself. Amen. Brett, is there something that you are excited about that's happening at the cathedral when you think of uh, evangelization, and maybe, um, has it been a year? You've been there a year, or is it two years? I'm, I'm not I've been there a little over, a bit, about a year, almost, okay. uh, man, it's going to be close to being a year and a half, almost, so sure. it's been crazy. What are you excited about in terms of, you know, the movement of evangelization and, and what you've been at work at at the cathedral? Um, what's really exciting is in regards to, to seeing our parishioners start really saying, like, you know, this is, this is of an importance, and this is, going, this is what I want to live my life for. I want to go and help spread the gospel message. Uh, so for us here at the cathedral, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, we've been running the Alpha program. Uh, 
the Alpha program had started before I got here. I kind of ended up getting uh, kind of thrown into it uh, because they had been running it for about a year, and we've been running it ever since. Um, but just the, the growth of the Alpha program um, and allowing individuals to encounter Christ, because what we're starting to see now is originally Alpha was really uh, for the cathedral parishioners, but now what's happening is our parishioners are going out into their daily uh, work lives. Uh, the people they know from work, the people they know from the gym, and they're starting to evangelize the unevangelized, the people who haven't heard the good news. So it's exciting to see that when all of a sudden, uh, when you start running these alpha groups, uh, these great conversations that are coming from all different walks of life and all different places in their faith journey, and some without even a faith journey. And that's really, truly what evangelization is, is it's bringing the light of Christ to everybody, uh, all those who haven't met him. So it's super exciting to see that. That's great. Well, we are talking to Brett Eckerd, Director of Evangelization at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, and we are going to take a break, but when we come back, we have more questions for him, and he's going to be in the spotlight for a little bit longer. So stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through planned giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of planned giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Mount Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. We hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Welcome back. We are speaking with Brett Eckert, Director of Evangelization from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Health in Rapid City. Brett, 
You were just about to tell us something exciting about <laughs> evangelization in the cathedral. You know, I'm, uh, I have the inside track of being a longtime parishioner at the cathedral. And so... Uh, you know some things this, that the rest I've, of us don't know, I've seen maybe, some huh? things and uh, seen the, yeah, the work of your work and, and the work of Father Christensen and, and all your team there of... Uh, evangelization, the Alpha program, and RCA, and the ways that it's changed over the years. It's, it is exciting. Um, tell me about one of the thoughts that I've had recently is, as we think about this topic evangelization, and we begin to go back to Mass, and the pews aren't as full as they used to mm. be, and there's yeah. you know a lot of uh, concern with the coronavirus. It seems like this is a this is an opportune time to uh, engage the faithful in the work of evangelization. Tell me what your thoughts are on all of that. Um, that is so true. Um, I think right now um, what we're seeing is so some things that we're doing specifically is um, right when coronavirus hit, uh, we started running Alpha in an online context. Um, we were we were going through Zoom. Um, but the reality is uh, what's beautiful is people are asking questions now more than they have been in the past. Um, I mean, it's it's very similar to just any major life event. When when hard things hit, big questions come out. Um, why am I here? What? Why is all these bad things happening right now? Um, so what's really happened is it's given us this great opportunity for evangelization. It's given us an amazing opportunity where people are asking these questions, are searching for some answers, um, because intrinsically they know there must be something more. There's got to be something more, and now it's finally coming to the surface. Um, so here at the cathedral, we are very, very, very uh, um, aware of that reality, and that now is not a time to not provide the opportunities for people to have these discussions, that we need to go out and truly uh, change maybe our style and change what we're doing a little in order to help let people have these conversations that hopefully uh, they'll encounter Christ through it. So what are your go-to tools for um, helping your parishioners, but also for reaching other people during this time? I mean, because it did change. Everything has changed because of the coronavirus and, and the limitations to getting together and meeting. And so how have you guys adapted the program at the cathedral to meet the needs of today? Um, so obviously the first part was um, modification in regards to doing it all online. Um, that was the largest piece in regards to logistics and all those types of things. Um, but then at the same point, just giving the tools that we give to our parishioners are, um, I mean, over the past probably about a year, we've been really trying to incorporate uh, some of our typical um, Wednesday night faith formation uh, for our adults has been geared towards um, cultures, a uh, culture of invitation. Um, we had one group do a book study on integrated evangelization by Monsignor Tom Richter. Um, we also have like our reconciliation committee, and these groups are all helping to drive this culture of invitation, of being able to walk with people. Uh, the tools we really help to try to give people is just this reality that um, evangelization is 
simply walking with somebody in their faith journey, wherever they're at. Um, so just giving people just basic common tools and, and giving them the availability and understanding of it's not overly complicated, but just give them the tools for it. Now, does Real Presence Radio fall under one of those tools? Real Presence Radio honestly <laughs> falls under about everything in regards to evangelization. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't talk uh, more positively about our Real Presence Radio. Um, I mean, to me personally, Real Presence Radio and Catholic Net, uh, News Networks uh, actually help bring me to my conversion. So I'm like, um, it's, a, it's a huge place on my heart and just the reality of uh, when we become more formed in our faith through the programs that are provided um, and always uh, surrounding ourselves with good Catholic content, um, it helps us understand our faith. Because naturally, as you continue to evangelize, um, people will all of a sudden start asking some questions. Like, okay, so, okay, I might believe some of this, but I've got a question on this. And the more versed we are in our faith, through learning about it, through reading, through listening to Real Real Presence Radio, uh, that naturally builds us up in our ability to answer some of the questions that are going to be posed. And then we always give them the additional tool that if you don't know an answer, don't feel like you have to have the answer. It's better to just say, you want to know what? I'm not sure on that. Let me get back to you. Or let me direct you towards somebody who, who would have that answer. Well, and that actually leads into this next question quite brilliantly, actually. So what words of encouragement or advice would you offer to those who are nervous about stepping out to be an evangelist? I mean, we are. We are all kind of, although we are called and equipped, (laughs) we don't feel like we are sometimes. That's not a word we use often, you know, in the Catholic (laughs) Church, but we should. Yeah. So what words of encouragement and advice do you have for for people who are are, uh, not comfortable I would say um, just to show Christ's love, Um, because that's really what it boils down to, is we want to overcomplicate things, but the truth is, um, if we just go out and we have a friend who's in need, and we know they need Jesus, they need a personal relationship with Him. Like, they're broken. We're all broken, obviously, but they need Jesus in their lives. We're called to love. You know, and how do we love? By willing their good. And the and how we can do that is just yeah. by saying, hey, um, would you be interested in coming with me to, to this? Would you be interested in doing a Bible study with me? Would you be... And really what it is, is it starts with a relationship. So many times we think, well, in evangelization, I have to have the answers. I have to have the answers. And really that's not the basic premise for the start of evangelization. The start of evangelization starts with a relationship with somebody. That I have no ulterior motive. I just, you are my friend, and I love you. And as I continue to build this relationship, naturally, um, those conversations come about. Um, it's kind of the old motto of uh, people don't, uh, people know you how they know that you care. Like, they're not going to care until they know that you care. Um, when we show that we care about them and the person that they are and, and, and about their life, um, when they feel a sense of belonging, all of a sudden that makes it where all of a sudden they do feel comfortable to ask those questions. And it all says of belonging. So I'd say to everybody is just have the reality that it's all about a relationship. Um, when I have a relationship with this person, um, naturally uh, the more I see them, the more I hang out with them, uh, then eventually they ask the question of, hey, um, 
tell me a little about Jesus. So then you tell a little bit, and then being willing to just walk with them, not needing to always have the answers. Yeah, I think there's a couple of beautiful insights, Brett, that you shared, just this idea that we make it hard, and and yet we all have had the experience of uh, coming out of a, a beautiful restaurant or an amazing experience or a fun television show or an amazing game, you know, where we're... We're, uh, we're, we've got our phone and we're, we're ready to tell the world about this experience that we had. And, and, uh, when we come to this experience and relationship with Jesus, sometimes somehow we complicate it <laughs> and yet, <laughs> and we don't know where to begin. And, and that's just a beautiful insight too, that it's about relationship. And, and I think when we look at, uh, the coronavirus and one of the main challenges is, is the separation of people and yeah. uh, individuals that how how ripe the world is for people to enter into relationship and and to invite them uh, into into the comfort and the the peace and joy that that comes from being with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I, <clears throat> I think that um, your term uh, culture of invitation it really gives us a. I guess, a, a goal, a path to walk on. It just, it, all it takes is, like you said, starting that relationship and inviting somebody and putting them in their hands the right tools to find the answers that they are seeking. But sometimes it's just praying with them. Sometimes it's just being there. And, and you know, it all starts charity, you know. <laughs> it mm-hmm. boils down to that. But, well, we have just a couple of minutes left. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Any words of wisdom for Jacques and I, as we, you know, (laughs) try to raise our children up to be the church of the future? Our words, I have words of encouragement more than anything. It's just (laughs) this, I'm a positive guy, what can I say? Um, Just this reality that, as you said, um, right now, it feels like everything's chaotic and that there's got to be something going on. And, um, but I continue to say, like, we just have to rely on God. Um, because who would have ever thought out of the coronavirus it would have had the, the outcomes that we're starting to see? All of a sudden, more people are questioning and having these questions about faith uh, that usually they wouldn't have had before, um, that God is in work in everything, um, in all the good in all the what we see is bad, God is always constantly at work. We might not see it, and that's even with the culture of invitation. When I ask somebody, they might say no, but the reality is, is God's working. Uh, when we lift it up to prayer and we give it up to God, God is the one who really does the amazing work. Well, thank you so Amen. much, Brett, for being here with us today and taking some time to share with us these helpful tips and in this encouragement today. Up next, we're going to honor one of our wonderful priests nominated by you with some donuts, which Jacques is already ahead of the game, and he's got I, a donut here. <laughs> I have a, yeah, we shouldn't have said that online, but that's, <laughs> I, there is, I'm staring at a donut. I haven't eaten it yet. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> we will be enjoying our donuts over the break, but as we um, come back, stay with us because we are going to hear about another wonderful priest in our listening area who has blessed his parish with his good works. Stay tuned. <laughs> 